Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's a bonus episode. Hey, guess what, gang? My book is out in paperback, and I was on CBS this morning to talk about it. So here's our segment. In our Eye on Money, we're looking at some of the most costly mistakes people make with their finances. On average, college students who graduated in 2018 owe more than $29,000 in loans. Ouch. Last year, we spoke to Megan Combs. The 32-year-old has been struggling to pay, da pay down her student loan debt for undergrad and grad school. We recently checked back in to see how she's doing financially. Around this time last year, I owed about 66000 in student loans. My payments were around $900, and I was taking a look at my budget, and my biggest line item was my rent. I was renting a one-bedroom apartment, and so I decided to purchase a two-bedroom condo instead and rent out the second bedroom. The condo's mortgage is $1050, so my roommate pays $700 and I pay $350 a month. I also got a very significant raise that I asked for, a 17% raise. Right now, my balance is at $59,000, and my payments are going to actually, now that I think about it, more than double. My timeline for paying off my student loans this time last year was around 10 years. And now with my living situation and my raise, all of that allows me to pay them off in four years. That is only if I don't get another raise. So it could be, I'm shooting for three years. Megan's doing really well. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger joins us. She writes about the impact of college debt and more in her book, The Dumb Things Smart People Do With Their Money, 13 Ways to Right Your Financial Wrongs. And it is out today in paperback. Jill, hey. Good morning. So what, when we're looking at college, which is that daunting thing that faces every family with children, I have one still going through this mm. process. What do you prioritize? I think we have to prioritize the family. And here's the problem. So often we're prioritizing the student, right? You say, yes. oh, wherever the kid can go is great. Yes. But this is a family conversation that needs to happen. And you can see that the decision that Megan made years ago is now following her throughout her adult life. So the first thing is to have conversations with your kids, understanding where the options lie and what's best for the whole family, not just the kid. So we don't want parents delaying their retirement. We want them to put their retirement first. So we you're, want you're saying possibly you're going to tell Junior I know you like that big private school, but well, I think it, I think what we want to do is say here are the options for the family. You can go closer to home, or you can go to a place where you can get a scholarship. But this is as a family what we can do. Mm -hmm. These conversations best had around the junior high school years. I right? grew up in a family where uh, parents never discussed money because they said it was impolite. You said we should have a new way of thinking about that. Well, I think that we want to have not clear transparency. You don't yeah. want to actually make your kids feel your own money anxiety, but yeah. we want to have open conversations that are direct. And if you can do that, you can frame it in a way that is really smart. So, look, here's the family. Here's what we can do. Here's what your grandparents can kick in. Here's what we expect you to kick in. Mm -hmm. But as a family, we have to be on solid financial footing. Just remember this. If you yeah. don't talk about it with your kids, you run the risk that 
you'd make a decision that puts them at risk. Because who's going to take no, care of you if yeah. you get older and you can't take care you of yourself? You also talk in the book about uh, failing to protect your identity. We're all guilty of that, you say, or a lot of us are guilty of that. Yeah, because it's so boring. Like, I yeah. can see your eyes glazing over right now. As so, we just said, protect your identity, No, I know, right? listen, I've been, no, 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 I've had some issues with it. I've, right, I've so it's issues. tough. And so what, it. What, what we want to do is say, of course, you want to change your passwords. Yes. And of course, you want to make sure you have two-factor authentication. But you need to talk to the people who are most at risk, which, according to security experts, is the very young and the very old. And that means no oversharing on social for both the grandparents and the kids. It means making people aware that these are uh, problems that will not just cost you money, because sometimes they'll cost you money, but it's time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we don't want you spending your time worrying about that. You also talk about insurance in the book. What should we know about buying insurance? What I think is really important is that when people ask me about life insurance, for example, they'll say, so everyone needs life insurance. And it's not everybody. But what you need to know is that if something happens in your life that ends your life early, will there be a financial impact on someone else, your kids, your spouse, your parents, maybe you're supporting your parents. You need to run the numbers. There's lots of calculators out there. And you want to stick to the simplest solution when it comes to insurance. That is term life insurance. You buy it for the period of time where you need coverage. It goes away after that when your burden is relieved. So again, insurance really important, but not every single person needs it.